Hey there, it's Joel with Path to Zion Podcast, and we are rediscovering the ancient way around here. Now, yesterday, two days ago, three days ago, I was sitting in my truck at a park. Today, right this second, I'm sitting in my side-by-side, and I just want to talk to you for a few minutes about a certain function of the body that I believe it'd be good for us to talk about because it's just greatly misunderstood, um, mishandled, misappropriated, and a lot of times just flat out ignored because we don't really understand it. And, and that function is the function of a watchman. And I just want to give you some thoughts towards it to put in your court to consider. Um, you are in one of two camps. You, you either are a watchman or you're not. <laughs> um, but maybe you know one. And so that's why I want to talk about it. Now, this, this word in Hebrew, if you look at the uh, first appearance of it, um, in the Older Testament is is Safa, and it is exactly what you would think it would be, um, and that is it is one who it, it can be used to behold or or to look. Um, I like how the imagery shows us that it is to lean forward, um, to peer into the distance, um, and, and of course the mo- most important one that we would be familiar with is just to keep watch, and. The reason I want to talk about that is because in my experience, this keeping watch has been, um, number one, it's poorly handled. It, it is. People who, who you know, in our, in our age have the gift of the prophetic and, you know, here comes the word of the Lord. Buckle up, as you've heard me say through the years. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about... Um, super spiritualizing everything so that, you know, every moment of every day you hear a word from the Lord. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the biblical function of what I believe the watchman is and represents and is called to do. I will tell you right now, I have cows coming up right beside me. You may hear one here in a minute. So this beholding or looking, and and as I uh, showed you in a demonstration of the leaning forward, the, the role of a watchman is a difficult one. And the reason I said you're either one or the other is because if you are one, you very likely need encouraged uh, on how to handle it. And it, how are, are you okay? <laughs> Am I okay with this, this function, this role? That, that, or is that my function? I've known many people in my life who I believe that was their function. And they just abandoned it because it's very hard. It's very difficult. And it's very oftentimes unwanted. Um, so let's talk about that for just a moment. And let's remember a man in, in, in the, the timeline of history named Noah. I would say Noah was a watchman. He was a, a seer in the right sense. He was a man of faith. Of course, he was righteous, and that's why he was set apart and called out. But he was a man who fit the watchman criteria. How so? He was He was leaning forward into something that had not yet happened, in his case, had never happened. And he could see it, and he could, he could perceive what was coming, and I don't believe he understood everything. That's not the point. But the point is, what he saw, he declared. What he saw, he tended to preparing for. When he peered off into the distance, I believe he extended the mercy an invitation of Yahweh to repent and to turn. But he was mocked. He was ridiculed. Now, here's my point. Why? 
because he was saying something. A watchman speaks things that the majority of people do not yet see. Okay? This goes back to what I posted a week ago now, I believe, about a warning of deception coming. This is right here in a train along the tracks of this same thought. People do not yet see many things. I would like to thank the watchman when walking in humility and patience and gentleness, speaking like Yeshua, giving it the process to be filtered and re refined, can fulfill the function of being one who says, nobody really seems to be paying attention to this right now, but I'm seeing something and I feel obligated to tell you. And what you do with it is up to you. And I may be wrong and I may taint it a little and I may poorly deliver it at times, but the message should still go out and be heard. Now, here, here's a little example, a little illustration to make a point within this point. If you, In case you don't know, um, since 1996, I have run a, an auto detailing business. That's what I do. I make cars shiny for a living. It's nothing real luxur luxurious or exciting or, or riveting at all. In, in, in fact, it's quite monotonous and I could do it in my sleep. Right now, I go to auto dealerships and I do buffer work. I, I take cars that are in poor condition or just need some help and I make them look good. Okay? This will matter. Just stay with me. Today, I was at a dealership doing what I do and I was called into the detail bay shop area by one of the employees. And I go into the area where there's a car. It's been cleaned up. It looks very nice. And the, the GM is there. The, the store manager is, is on this car and he's messing around with it. Says He asked me if I have any touch-up paint. I say, I'm pretty sure I have a color close enough. We can match it up. Let me go get it. It'll take me 30 seconds and I'll go do that. Um, so I come back. I do it. It literally takes no time. It's a non-issue. It's repaired in the sense of it looks very sufficient. I walk out. He says, thanks, man. Thanks, brother to my point that I've been talking about this year. Thanks, brother. <laughs> I'm not 50 yards away, and I hear the buffer again. And it's in the hand of the manager again, which I just didn't mention. But he's buffing on this car, the GM. <laughs> and he starts buffing on it again. And if you don't know anything, you understand that paint takes a little while to dry. And he's just buffing on that thing where I just painted 30 seconds previous, and I'm just a little bit confused. And so I'm thinking, what in the world is he doing? I don't care. I'm not getting in there. I did what was asked of me, and, and I'm going to go about my business. So I do that. I go back in earlier, a little bit later, and I ask the detail guy, because he won't touch a buffer. He's scared to death. So I don't want to know how to do that. You all go ahead. And I said, now the manager was running the buffer on this car. Why was he doing that? What was he doing? He said, man, he took all the paint you put on there and just drug it all out along the whole panel of the car. Ruined it. Took it all right back off. And he couldn't fix it. It kept looking worse. And so they just put um, a magic marker on it and drove it off. <laughs> now, why am I saying that? For a, a little illustration. Here is this GM. He knows how to run a store. I don't know how to run a store. Spiritual application now. The body functions, um, positions in a rightful sense, a scriptural sense, sense of 
people set in place by Yahweh to accomplish certain functions within the body at large. Specifics now, according to giftings, that just, I believe, come to the surface through the natural functions of, of individuals relationally. This guy, in my opinion, had no business picking up a buffer and working on that car. I told him clearly, look, man, I'll take care of this. It will take me 10 minutes. I didn't say, you're ruining this car. I mean, he had, he had burned the top layer of clear off before I even got there. I'm not going to offend him. He, he pays me. <laughs> I said, look, 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 just don't do any more. Why don't you just give me 10 minutes with it, and I'll just have this thing looking almost perfect. That's all it's going to take. I won't charge you anything. No, 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 man, this is good. Let's, it's got to go. And then all this that I already just shared happened. Here's my point. In the body, in our functions, there are too many individuals, I would say, in structured religion for sure, and this can filter down into every, every facet of how we gather as believers. They're trying to do everything. They're trying to keep their hand in, in, a, in a mode of control over everything that takes place within said body, fellowships, groups, gatherings, um, discipleship courses. And I'm just telling you, it's not supposed to be that way. And I'm seeing it from my own eyes all around me. In the sphere of life that I function within, and the body, because of it, is sick. She's sick. She's dying. She's having hidden sin to a point that is very, very um, concerning for the greater body. Hidden things. Why? The watchmen are being pushed out, friend. Because we know we don't have time to go in. I do, but I'm not going to make time right now to go into the scriptural understanding of like, what pops in my head are, are these Older Testament accounts when the uh, false prophets come and they tell the king, Oh, king, you're so good. You're so great. Your ways are wonderful. You're the strongest. You're the best. You're going to win that war. You're going to win that battle. Oh, great king. And a lot of times what happens? The king says, Look, man, you're just pulling my chain. You're just telling me what I want to hear. I want to hear what the word of they would probably say the Elohim, the gods. I want to know what God is saying. I want to know the truth. In other words, somebody tell me the truth. And then the man of Elohim comes in and he speaks and he cuts to the heart. And he says, look, man, I'm not here to make you feel good. I'm not here to caress your, your ego. I'm here to tell you the truth. And the word of the Lord is this. I'm telling you right now, that's lacking in the body. I have experienced it firsthand. And maybe so have you, friend where you approach leadership or someone who is, whether it's like appointed and designated an official or just an understood leader within any form that we all have been in in some way or another. And there's just not much room. There's not much room for that. Why? Because it takes time to sit down and listen to the watchman. Because the watchman is going to tell you something. They're going to tell us something that not everyone sees yet. So it's going to sound many times wrong. It will many times seem um, impossible. Like Noah, again, rain. What are you talking about, rain? I don't understand. What is rain? Judgment. Many times, the watchman and I can tell you from firsthand experience, is pressed out. We got this, brother. We got this. 
We're the shepherds. We know what's going on. And friend, I'm just saying, many times, no. No, they don't. Why? Because the watchmen are up on the walls and they're saying, they're peering into the distance. They're saying, I've got some concerns. I'm concerned about this. I'm concerned about that. Please listen. And maybe there's listening, but as I've said before, it's not really about how it goes in the moment. It's what happens after that moment. I would rather someone say, man, you're, you're ridiculous. You've lost your mind. But the next day, the next week, the next month, they think, huh, maybe I need to give that some thought, what Joel said. I would rather have that than, oh, brother, yeah, thank you for sharing. Thank you for your concern. Thank you. We'll take care of that. We'll look into that. I'll put a brother on that. But nothing ever happens. That's worse. It seems right. It seems gentle. It seems like, oh, nicey-nice. But it's worse because nothing ever happens. Nothing ever changes. So to speak to this point and bring this to conclusion, what about the role of the watchman, friend? Think about that for a moment. Maybe some of you have listened to this and there's somebody that you have had come to mind that, you know, maybe that guy's a watchman. Maybe I drove him out because he sees something I don't see yet. That's the pattern of the prophet in the word of Elohim. The prophet comes and man, everybody's, everybody's ticked. Why? Look at Nathan with David. Tells him this awful parable. And David says, man, that where's this dude at? I'm going to lay him out myself, paraphrased. And then Nathan says, you know what, man? It's you. You're the guy that needs death. You are that man. Well, where is that today? Because David repents. David says, oh, my, oh, my goodness. Oh, my. It is me. Where is that today? I'm saying, where is that? I've not seen that. I have got a heavy dose in my life, just me personally, and I'm not boohooing because this is who I am and I've finally learned to embrace it without being a jerk about it. Where are the people who pull up a chair and say, brother, I know you. Now you're difficult. You're real rough around the edges and you're way too intense for me. I think you're too much. But you know what? Maybe you're a watchman. Maybe you spend your time peering into something that I don't see yet. doesn't make any one of us better. It doesn't exalt us because we have a different function and a different way of serving the body. Well, I see when you don't. You know, when we move, if we shift into that, then we're the problem. But where is this function in the body? I look around the sphere of people I know and love, I don't see it much. People who watch and have concern and voice it, even if they don't voice it perfectly wonderful, get out, man. I can't get you. I don't understand you. What's wrong with you? Why are you that way? Why are you so serious? Why are you so intense? Why do you look so hard into a matter? Here's what I say to people. Man, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I would say I do this with people I love. I say, why are you so sleepy? <laughs> Why are you so negligent? I'm not being harsh. It's just this is our perspective. This is what I talked about the other day about our perspectives and our individual vantage points of the same matter. I look at it from over here and you look at it from over there. And maybe sometimes we don't see the same thing exactly the same. 
And that's okay, because we're talking about functions in the body of Messiah. So this Safa, the, the watchman. If you know a watchman, friend, or if you think you know a watchman, can I encourage you to do something? Reach out to them and say, you know what, man? Brother, sister, maybe I've just misunderstood you, and I've just written you off because, oh, I know guys like you, always angry. All you want to do is tell people how wrong they are. I'm not saying there's not a lot of guys who want to do that. I used to do that. I don't anymore. It's too exhausting. But maybe, maybe, maybe now, maybe they're a watchman. Maybe they seem crazy, outlandish, too much, too serious, too intense. Because they see something coming that you just don't see yet. And they want you to see it. Because maybe all of that emotion and all of that um, concern is because they love you. And because they love the body. And they want the body to live and be healthy and be well and be free. And not just try to ruin your control of things. Or your order. Or your function as whatever it may be. So don't be the manager. If you are a leader, if you are someone who is used to just calling the shots, don't be like that manager, man. Put the buffer down. Put the buffer down. <laughs> Walk away. Let the guy that's next to you that may not know how to do what you do. I don't know how to manage a, a dealership, a, a store. I don't know how to do that. But man, give me the buffer. You know? Give me the buffer. It's okay. Let people fulfill their function. It's not you. It's not for you to fulfill all the functions. Leader, teacher, pastor, evangelist, whatever we all call ourselves. And if you are a watchman, practice tempering yourself. Practice speaking gentle. Practice. I can't help my facial expressions. I've been told, man, you look like you're ready to punch me in the teeth. I'm not, I, I swear. I wake up in the morning and this is the face Yahweh gave me. I'm sorry. <laughs> Your eyes. Maybe I, keep, I should keep wearing my glasses. <sighs> if you are a watchman, if you feel like you have that gifting, that ability, <sighs> practice handling it well. Ask your wife. Ask your best friend, am I too much? How, help me. Walk me through how to temper what I say so that the message isn't lost because I'm such a horrible messenger. Because I'm so passionate. I do have to believe that there is a right place for all of us to work together for the good of the body, for the building up of the living stone's reality, friend. And then the sooner we can realize all of us have different strengths and different weaknesses, and we are meant to come together with them and equally willing to lay them down in submission to another for the greater good and to be corrected and to be tempered. The better the body will be. Because, friend, I'm going to end this again very soberly and very critical. The body of Messiah is, is looking really bad. She's looking real bad, friend. She's looking very bad, very sickly. And it's time for someone to say something for the good of her very life and example 
so that people looking in see someone who's healthy, who doesn't look like the world, and that the people within are truly preserved and cared for and safe. And friend, right now we're not. We're not. Why? I would propose in part because no one, few, few are allowing the function of the watchman to peer into the house. Into the house. I'm not talking about I could spend another 40 minutes about this. I'm not talking about all the bad guys outside, all the boogeyman stuff. We got to arm people and put them in the pews and we got to guard the doors for the boogeyman. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about I'm talking about there's there's sin in the house. The house is dirty. And somebody needs to say something and someone needs to give someone the voice to say it. So what about the watchman, friend? What do you think? You think I'm crazy? Think I'm justifying calling things out as one sees them through time and the word and prayer and patience? I don't know. Am I too much? For many, yes. But we're all trying, hopefully, to be sanctified into the likeness of Yeshua. More and more like him every single day of our life until we breathe our last. So hopefully that's what your goal is as well, however you get there. And whatever you are called to do, pursue it and allow room for those who aren't like you. Maybe not like you at all. Give them room. Give them patience. The same that you would expect from them. And maybe the body will become healthy again or for the first time. Thanks for watching. This is Pat Design Podcast. Go to patdesign.com. We'll talk to you soon. Amen.